and welcome to Dice and a Slice, the only D&D 5e podcast powered by Baked Goods. My name is Joshua Gould. I'm your dungeon master and a terrible Paul Hollywood impersonator. You've underproved your bae. I told you, it's a terrible Paul Hollywood impersonation. (laughs) Folks, I have a confession. And that confession is that I miss pumpkin spice season because all of the big cake cafes, i.e. Starbucks, Costa, Pret, etc., have stopped selling Mm -hmm. their pumpy spice lattes. So instead of delicious pumpkin spice, I have gingerbread latte and a cinnamon swirl with me today. Both, as you can imagine, are disappointing (gasps) and taste like seasonal depression. No, no, (laughs) gingerbread is superior to pumpkin. Gingerbread lattes are amazing. Nope. Gingerbread latte that I had from from Starbies was bad, and it made me sad in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> that was from Starbucks. It's not the gingerbread's fault. That's the coffee's fault. Yeah, you got to try the gingerbread from the National Trust. You know, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm fairly confident that uh, when you get coffee from Starbies, they have the bad coffee, and they put in so much syrup that it masks the taste of mm-hmm. the bad coffee. Mm-hmm. Was it just not very gingery, or it was just bad? I drank it, and I was like. God, this is making me so upset. I hear that they don't always use Arabica beans. <gasps> I hear that they don't pay their taxes properly and that buying well, things from them is contributing to the downfall of society. This is actually, this isn't D&D, this is gossip section. <laughs> this is gossip. This is us dismantling Big Cake. <laughs> well, taking up my corner of the gossip section. Hi, my name's Jazz and I play Skylar and I have some adorable little cakes that were provided to us by Rosie's mum as part of her birthday present. And uh, we've decided to descend upon them like the hungry gulls that we are but I think the (laughs) thing that I want to start off with is Alicia I love how whenever Josh does his intro you look so amused but not only do you look so amused but you look from side to side at the imaginary audience (laughs) like you're waiting to share the joke with them oh because I was gonna say the first half is because she loves him you know like that's nice the second half I don't know how to explain that I think I'm just looking for any way out at this point oh god you're looking for a way out yeah I don't don't want to I don't want to ship sink I want to go home I, see, I, I, I thought it was kind of like, like, like in the office when they look when Jim looks at the camera. I thought that was kind of yeah. The vibe. It kind of has sure. that sort of vibe where you just Josh clearly just warms your heart with his <laughs> nonsense so much that you just you fall away and refer to the imaginary audience around us. Like, can you believe this guy? Can you believe I've never him? noticed it, and now it's all I'm going to think about. <laughs> it's every I'm going to look time. out for it next time. It is every yeah. single time, and it warms my heart. I wish you told me on the sly, because then I could have looked out for it, because now she's not going to do it. <laughs> I just, I'd kind of just forgotten, but then she did it just then, and it was so obvious. It was like, oh, bless her. She really loves him, doesn't she? Ha <laughs> <laughs> you love me. Hello, I'm Alice, and I play Hendrix, and I also have a slice of of um, aging and death because I also have one of Rosie's birthday cakes. <laughs> is, is that it now? Because that's sad. Is that how we're calling them? You've already described the cake. You've described the cake. What am I meant to say? That I've got a slice of 
raging but of death. Nice. That's all that's left to me. It Thank you so nice. much, our housemate's mother, for providing us with cakes <laughs> so I didn't have to cook. Thank you, Anise. <laughs> the delicious cakes. Alice, please don't please don't go to any children's birthday parties in the in the near future. I'm not invited and- to any, so <laughs> Good. <laughs> I just don't get invited to those things anymore. You know? yeah. When I was young, it was all the time. Now I'm never. <laughs> well, hi, I'm Alicia. I play Tala, and today I have a big cake slice because um Josh bought it from Starbucks. I have a s'mores. S'mores brownie, I think. S'mores brownie. It's yeah. basically like biscuit on the bottom, and then like a brownie, and then it's got a marshmallow wedged on top. But the biscuit's really soft, and the brownie doesn't taste great. And then there's just a, a marshmallow that's just kind of been glued on top. It's just. I've never had s'mores. I hear about them all the time in America TV and they sound delicious and I had high hopes for this thing and it's disappointing. I'm Bad so sorry. week for big cake. Don't, just don't buy big cake. No, just don't do it. Support your local bakery. Yeah, <laughs> damn straight. Skylar, or should I say Jacques LeBlanc, why don't you catch us up with what happened last time? So, we just discovered that all the food and drink at this bar was an illusion. But the good news is that the people are real. We think. But before we can work out what this means, my fake father descends from a ribbon in the ceiling and announces a start of a competition to win my, I mean, I mean Jack's hand in marriage. We form a team of us and Lewis and made our way through the effortless obstacle course. And even though we'd started rough, we emerged victorious along with the girl from the gold family and the guy from the red family. And now it seems we three teams need to ship sink to decide either who I marry or if I can stay a bachelor for a little longer. So, you have won your effortless obstacle course, you have drunk from the golden chalice, you know that the other two teams are Laor and La Rouge, and you are presented with these three miniature sailing ships. Each of these ships are in a circular pool of water, and each one has a flag run up to the very top of the mast. A white flag, a gold flag, and a red flag. Okay. And the crowd are going absolutely bananas. When you say miniature, how small are we? To- are they like toy boat sized or like people boat sized? These miniature battleships are a bit bigger than a traditional rowing boat. They are about 40 feet long and 10 feet wide. You know, it's quite easy for you to walk from one side to the other without without it feeling like you're running across a huge galleon. On each of these battleships, you see there are basically three positions. There is one by the steering wheel, there is one in the middle by the cannons, and there is one at the end by the huge ballista that each of these ships has. Nice. Uh, it, there doesn't appear to be an obvious way to get onto these boats at the moment. So are they in separate circles or are they all in one big pool? They are all in one big pool in the centre of this enormous ballroom. Tala's just going to look to, to uh, Hendrix and Skylar 
and then possibly turn to Lois because he's from here Lois, yeah. and be like, Lois, have you um, seen this before? Do you know exactly what, what this means, what we're doing? He looks at you, Tyler, and like, you haven't noticed this before, but every time Lois looks at you, like his eyes get a little bit big and teary and shiny, oh. especially when you talk to him nicely. Oh. Why? Well, presumably because he's treated badly and, and you're a very fashionable person who's treating him nicely. Oh my God. Oh. I remember trying to treat him nicely. <laughs> Yeah, but you're not fashionable. You also brought up a taboo subject. You were going really well. I was well. investigating a mystery. <laughs> I know. You did a great job, but you know. Oh, um, no. He looks at you, Tala, with all those feelings in his eyes and says, uh, uh, well, it is, uh, it is usually explained before, but if you would like to know, I can be very quick. Uh, the trick is to get all of the others into the water. Knock them into the water to win. Off the ship, or just right now, push them into the water. That's a good idea. There's a there's a <laughs> there's a smirk that goes goes across his face, and he says, uh, "No, I, I suspect it should be when the competition begins, not right now." Right. Okay. Tala thought he was just saying shove them in the water. She really thought he yeah. was going for like <laughs> underhanded tactics. Yeah, she do it. Because he said, "I'm quick," so she was like, "What? What do you mean you're quick?" Okay. Okay. Tala's. Tala will just wait for instruction. I'm so scared. I've realised that I'm presuming there's still a singing element (laughs) this whole time. I've been like, yes, we get on the boats and we have to perform while sinking each other's ships. (laughs) And I've only just realised that I'm wrong. (laughs) You thought we were going to be lip Lip syncing. I did. On a sinking ship. I did. I love it. I've been assuming on these maps um, that Josh has showed us, there's a central point that has a circle around it. And I thought whoever was in the centre had to sing whilst the other two try and keep the boat alive. Ah, oh, I mean, Josh, why isn't it that? So no, that's just, to, just, to, just as a reminder for whose boat is what colour. <laughs> I've been here like, it's fine, I've got quite a good performance role. <laughs> that's so, so funny. Marc LeBlanc, aka Daddy, um, uh, is still swinging around on their uh, long bit of silk that they've been silk dancing on. I think that's the word for it. And this sort of huge circle that goes all the way around the radius of this aquatic arena um, eventually results in in him spiralling in and almost being suspended right over the centre of all three of these boats. And he speaks into the megaphone again. Wonderful Wonderful people! people. We We are are gathered gathered here today to watch these three wonderful teams Beat the living shit out of each other with huge cannons. <laughs> and and the crowd is just like Oh yeah. <laughs> they're they're screaming. It's they're having a superb time. The winner will either get my son's hand in marriage, or my son will be allowed to continue living his bachelor lifestyle for another few choice months. Yeah! Choice months! <laughs> <laughs> Competitors! I speak now to you. Use your own cunning and gunning on these boats to knock your competitors into the water. Okay. Three teams stand before me. Prior to tonight, you will have received basic nautical training. What? <laughs> we weren't in that timeline. Fuck me dead. <laughs> we're, we're, we're started yeah. for a pirate game. We're started for a pirate game. This will be, we started If there's smart. anything we've learned, from this entire campaign is that we did not stat pirates. But we are not okay, pirates. Okay, I started a pirate. You did. Well done. We have one pirate. And to be fair, Tal is a water creature, not yeah. a pirate. We'll be fine, right? I have proficiency right. in cannons. You Hell do. Yeah. So far tonight, you have bested all of the competition, but none of that matters. As I must ask you all, and as he says this, these 
little silver platforms rise out of the water and the water sort of just washes off it as they rise from the edge of this circle leading up like a gangway to each of the ships. As I must ask you now to ship sink for your wife. Best of luck and don't fuck it up. Question, are we still connected with handcuffs and telepathic things? So as you guys walk towards the boat and your feet hit the gangplank, these uh, spectral handcuffs between Tala and Hendrix and this sort of mind tether between the two of you starts ah. to dissipate. Um, oh no. Skylar, before you're able to make it to the gangway, um, you are you are stopped by two members of the Blue family who unlock the chains around you okay. so that you may leave Lois behind on dry land, leaving only yourself and your compatriots on the boat. Okay. Aww. I thank Lois for his service. Hmm. He, he bows. like It's like a small bow. I bow dramatically. Of course you do. Roll me a performance check. Ah, <laughs> oh, If I hadn't put some stank on it, would I have been able to just do it? Yeah, it's because you included the word dramatically. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, okay. I got a 17. Nice. I'm all right. 17. Yeah, you, you do that. And, and Lois sort of seems very pleased. And uh, the other sort of elves gathered around are looking on approvingly as well. Nice. So, my question to you all is what position do you wish to take on the boat? Do you want to be the steerer? Do you want to be the cannoneer? Or do you want to be the ballista user? In terms of Hendrix's proficiency, will that go across cannons and ballista? Yes. Okay. Now, what I, what I will say is that the ballista will use uh, dexterity or intelligence. And the cannons will use strength or intelligence. But steering uses intelligence or charisma. Oh, I'm going to steer. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you should ca you should ballista Skylar because yeah. you're dexy. Yeah, that was my thinking. The reason that the one at the steering wheel is charisma based is because you are the one who gives out all the commands. Oh, I want to be a pirate. <laughs> Captain Hendrix. Captain, Captain Hendrix. Hendrix. Captain Hendrix and the Mr. Roms. We need to get him a hat. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Can I have a little hat? Uh, if you can think of a way to get yourself a hat. Uh, uh, can I just imagine it? Everything else here is fake. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what. Hendrix, roll me a perception check. That's a 15. 15. Hendrix, as you uh, begin to board the boat, you see that there is a little chest that's got a scrap of cloth sticking out of it. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to go look. You open up the chest and you see it's filled with pirate dressing up clothes. <gasps> oh yes. my god, yes. Like gaudy yes. children's costume store pirate clothes. Oh, I want yes. an eye patch. Is, <laughs> it, is, is it gaudy but in white? Uh, yes. Yes. It is gaudy but in white for blonk, blonk, blonk. So Hendrix is going to find himself the tricorniest pirate hat and he's going <laughs> to pop it on. Yeah, absolutely you do. There's also like a white cockatoo, like a stuffed cockatoo. Oh, <laughs> to put, you on, put your on your shoulder, shoulder if you wanted. Oh. Um, he's, he's good. He's known too many actual sailors and pirates to have a toy <laughs> parrot on his shoulder. But he'll give it to Skylar. <laughs> yeah! Skylar, you, you grab a cockatoo and, and shove it on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, Tala, there's like a weird leg wrap that kind of makes it look a bit like you've got a peg leg. Is, is there an eye patch? There is an eye patch. Now, what I will say is if you wear an eye patch, that will give you disadvantage. On what? Because you're halving the amount of eyes that you can use. Uh. But you will get style points. <laughs> you want to have a bandana? I was going to say, there must be a bandana headscarf in there somewhere, right? Definitely a bandana headscarf in there. Absolutely. Yeah, she'll take that. 
cool. And you guys uh, look out and see the other ships, and you see like the other the other parties are doing the same. Actually, their clothes are in gold and red, respectively. Mm. So they've got a red parrot, which, you know, better than a white parrot, I guess. And we just have to knock them off their boat and into the water. Correct, yes. That is the only parameters that have been set. Yes. Okay. And also, you need to avoid going into the water. Sure, sure. I've got a blessing or two left in me. Okay, so we've got, we've got some... Yeah, we've got some but you know stuff. what I can't do, which would be great? Thunder wave. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty neat right now. I want to thunder wave these boats. Tal is thinking about like standing, looking imposing to try and get them to go for the other boat and not ours first. Oh, you want to go for an intimidation check? Yeah. Okay. We've got our pirate um, gear on. We're probably the only people who've actually been on a pirate ship. That's true. Yeah, and like these poses. Uh, yeah, roll me an intimidation check then. Go on. Can I use my muscles? You, you can use your strength instead of your charisma, yes. Thanks. Because you do look like an imposing pirate, especially that next to that cannon. That's a 24. Wowee. Damn, you scary. Tattoo's just glowing a little bit. I put a hand very like calmly onto a cannon. So you see on like the red ship, there's there's one person who's got like a big emu mask and they, they sort of look over at you as you're doing this and you sort of see them get flustered and try and look away. Um, <laughs> similarly on the on the gold ship, you actually notice uh, the, the two that aren't Melisande um, wearing a polar bear mask and a kangaroo mask, both male, both and they both look quite buff, but they both sort of see you, Tyler. Actually, they sort of linger a bit watching you and then your eyes just sort of dart towards them and they both look really embarrassed. <laughs> they were staring for so long. Um, you also notice that Melisandre, she hasn't actually put on um, any of the pirate costume, but you know she was wearing a big full ball gown. Mm -hmm. um, at some point between between the obstacle course and now, she seems to have just torn off the lower half of it. Tyler respects that. And like, it's 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 basically all just like the underskirt. You know, like in Pirates of the Caribbean, when Elizabeth Swan basically stops wearing the big floaty dresses and just wears like the mm -hmm. practical shit underneath. Mm -hmm. That's where Melisandre is at. Uh, Talbo, however, La Rouge, uh, is still looking very suave, very handsome with his Tomcat mask. Bobcat mask. <laughs> I was going to say Tomcat and Bobcat are very different. Tomcat and Bobcat, um, they're just good friends. Uh, <laughs> say I, I appreciate this news. So, what I'm going to ask you all to do is to roll initiative for me, please. <laughs> this is so exciting. Is there any reason I could have advantage? <laughs> yeah, I rolled badly too. <laughs> like, is there just any reason I've got advantage? It's like for my, my cat... My sailor experience. Oh, go on then. Yeah, for your, for your sailor experience, have advantage. <laughs> oh, thank you. Nice. Oh. As you as you sort of step onto this boat, Hendrix, it's a bit it's a bit small. It's smaller than you're used to, um, but you do feel as though like yeah, I'm back where I should be. Okay, can I get uh, from Tyler, please? Eight. Eight. And from Hendrix? So, so, uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. And from Skylar? I got a twelve. So what I've done for this is I've added everyone's initiatives together and people will get to take their turns in whatever order they like within the boat's turn. Ooh, fun, I like that. It is fun. As you all get into your positions on your boat, you feel the wind suddenly pick up and all the sails kind of fill with this arcane question mark air. Oh, what? Yeah. That's not allowed. I know. That's naughty. <laughs> and you hear the band who are like dangled above you, almost perilously above you. You hear the timpanis start a big drum roll. 
and then Marc LeBlanc takes uh, what appears to be like a stick that's lightly on fire at the end of it and brings it down over, it looks like just a steel cylinder. And you realize there's an upright cannon. <laughs> and he puts the ember to the fuse. And uh, everyone roll me a constitution saving throw. An upright cannon, that's just gonna come straight back down, Mark. What the fuck? Dirty 20. Oh, for a moment I thought that was a one, but it wasn't. It was a seven, so I got a 10. Oh, what's that feeling like? Because I did roll a one. <gasps> oh. oh, Alice, you're gonna take max damage. I got a three overall. Yeah. So, Alice, <laughs> you take 16 thunder damage. Sure. Uh, and you are prone. That's fine. Jazz, you take seven thunder damage and are prone. Uh, Tala, you take no thunder damage and you are not prone. Mm -hmm. As Marc LeBlanc takes the embers to the fuse, setting this cannon off, there's a huge thunderous sound and explosion, if you will, <laughs> that fills the entire auditorium and sending multi-coloured confetti absolutely everywhere. I mean, like, it is everywhere. My dad has got some real style. He's got some flair. Style? Do the other people look like they also took damage? Uh, yes. <laughs> like, do they look like it affected them as well? I'm checking it's not just us that are, like, fucked up yeah, by this like cannon. Yeah, like, he just shot a cannon at us. <laughs> yeah. Just wounding his son to make sure his son has to get married, basically. <laughs> Could you imagine? He aims the it. cannon directly at your ship. <laughs> So you guys look around and you see the gold in polar bear, the gold uh, with a kangaroo, the red that has a snake mask and Talbo are all prone. They seem to have <gasps> taken damage from this as well. Yeah. Ooh. Hang on, is Melisandre up? She is up, yes. She's looking very strong and powerful. Ah, oh, Tala winks at her if she looks this way. Hey, <laughs> that's my fiance. She feels a kinship of like being two buff women. She's like, yes, Melisandre. Also, I'm sure she's kind of hot. Plus, she's not your fiance. No, she's I know. Jack LeBlanc's not fiance. I just like to have every option in case I need to be able to monkey bar. <laughs> you know, that's very Skyler. Like, oh shit, that went that went badly. No, I've always loved you, babe. <laughs> I'm sure Reginald will wait for you. You know, oh Reginald. <laughs> Philippe isn't an option, so we no. need to make sure to win this because Philippe and Jack LeBlanc are meant to be. Yeah, I do feel Philippe. We've got to win this for Philippe. Yeah. I mean, their their bridal wear will be phenomenal. White and silver. Oh, um, yeah. It's either going to be great or it's going to be very early 2000s. I don't know if it'd be called bridal wear. Their groom wear. Their wedding attire. Their, their wedding wear. Wedding wear. I like wedding wear. <laughs> uh, so what you guys are going to be able to do, each of you have slightly different roles and you can do anything else that you can ask. So just if you want to be like, I want to try and jump onto their boat. You can try and jump onto their boat, but I will, I will tell <laughs> you the limitations. people off. You can absolutely yeah. do that. I will, I will tell you the limitations of that should you ask, basically. Oh, um, so Hendrix at the at the steering position, um, you have basically two options. You can try and get your ship into a good position, as in in terms of actions. You can try and get your ship into a good position, or you can encourage your allies. So that's an intelligence or a charisma, either way. Um, Tala, what you'll be able to do is aim the cannons, which will be a strength and an intelligence check, because you're trying to work out the trajectory and also to move them. These are heavy cannons. As in two checks? Same check, so strength and intelligence. Added together? Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically a strength check, because I have no intelligence. Oh, the <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but you can also do other things. Tali, uh, Tali, you look around and actually see there's like a small collection of blunted axes and there is a single like spear, but there's no rope. Well, I mean, there is rope, but the rope is not attached to the spear currently. Okay. And Skylar, you, mm-hmm. your options are you can aim and fire the ballista. That'll be dexterity and intelligence added together. And similarly, you can you can be a scamp and try and jump onto the other things. Uh, you notice there's quite a few ropes up your end of the ship, some of them coming down from the rigging, and you see that you have different options of what you can put in your ballista as well. Um, you've basically got, you've got bullets that can cut, bullets that can bludgeon, and the bludgeoning ones you suspect are good for pushing people off. And you've also got a harpoon, so the, the cutting weapons will be there to cut rope. Ooh. So if someone's swinging over, you can try and shoot the rope that they're on. Ooh, okay. Ooh, that's the fun. harpoon can be used to grab a boat and move it, and the bludgeoning ones are basically just like bean bags that can push people off. Ooh. Okay. And you can do you can do anything else that you'd normally be able to do as well. So, after the explosion of the cannon, this wind picks up and all of the boats start drifting in a clockwise direction. Oh, fuck no. off. If that's a freaking oh, whirlpool. No. A whirlpool does not appear. Oh, good. But the red ship, Taubo, and the one with the snake mask both stand upright. And now, Tali, you succeeded on a intimidation check earlier today. Oh, I did. Talbo changes the direction in which the ship is aiming, lining up ever so slightly the cannons with the gold ship. At that point, the member of the red family with the snake mask goes up to the cannon and loads a cannonball. Mm -hmm. So what Talbo has done is he has taken the upper hand position giving a clear shot. The one with the snake mask loads a cannonball into the cannon and then puts the embers on the on the wick. You hear this explosion and the cannonball flies up, but it actually just misses the front of the boat. They were a little bit early with the firing of the cannon and Tabo hadn't quite gotten the ship in place in time. Uh, the one wow. with the emu mask then gets onto the ballistae and they will load it up with a harpoon. Ooh. And you watch as they take aim at the front of your boat. Now, your boat's AC is 18. Fiancés, defend me! <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones fighting you! <laughs> I said defend me! And that is a 22. Well, fuck you, guy. As you guys all feel the harpoon go... Through the front of your boat and then the spikes just like flay out somewhere below deck um no damage is done to the boat that you can see at the moment oh. next up unfortunately is gold however they are going to retaliate yeah. against red moving up and around ever so slightly letting the wind fill their sails melisandre puts themselves parallel with the red boat the one with the kangaroo mask again goes to the cannons Fills it up with a cannonball, but that one also misses, uh, going clear over the boat this time. And it looks as though it's going to fly off into the audience. This huge ball of lead or some sort of heavy metal flying, soaring through the sky. And you see as Marc LeBlanc just swings round and picks it up and carries it off. Does he look like it was heavy? Uh, it does not look like it was heavy for him, no. But that might just be because he is effortless and he is grace. 
That could be. That could be it. Or nothing's real. Yeah. <laughs> or nothing's real. Yeah. I prefer the effortless grace. You've oh, really yeah. just drunk the Kool-Aid on this whole place, though, haven't you? What? <laughs> what? No. Shut up. Address me correctly. My name is Jacques. <laughs> oh no. What? Oh, somebody just rolled a nat one. Oh no. So the the one with the polar bear mask, seeing how close the front of their ship is to the back of yours, picks up a hand axe and runs towards the prow of their vessel. Mm. They get one foot up on the railing and leap and as they leap, their <gasps> back foot catches on the railing. Oh, no. And they naturally fail, tripping over and they just <laughs> splash straight into the water. Oh my god, one down then. Uh, it's it's your turn. Alright. Hendrix. I'll get us into a good position. You're going to take a good position. Where would you like to position yourselves? Guys, do you want a different position or are you happy here? What do you think? I mean, I guess we could we could move forward, so slightly further away from the gold boat. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I guess. Or would you rather I encourage you? Would that be more useful? What does that mean um, games-wise, Josh? Sorry, you said they can encourage us, but you didn't say what so that meant. So, if Hendrix rolls a high enough intelligence check to give you guys a good positioning and, and that will give you advantage on the rolls. If Hendrix oh, rolls well to encourage you, that'll be an extra d6 to your rolls. Oh, okay. So can, can I roll charisma to encourage them then? I'll just yell captainy things. Yes, please please do roll charisma to encourage. And there are, I've got set DCs for this. You're looking to roll at least more than a 10. Okay. Ba basically, if you roll less than a 10, you'll actually be doing more harm than good. Yeah, I'll demoralize the team. If you roll between <laughs> 10 and 15, it's it's flat. If it's 15 plus, that's uh, a plus six. Is it persuasion, I'm assuming? Uh, yes, persuasion. That's a 15 then. A 15. Hendrix, what do you yell out to your friends to encourage them? Uh, uh, I don't know, a series of inspiring nautical puns. <laughs> Very good, Hendrix. You let out a, a small slew of inspiring nautical puns and you guys feel chivied on that Hendrix is with you. Just so like, Hendrix, I feel so appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, thank you. <laughs> yes, of course. I feel so appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> So who's next, please? So Tala's going to see if she can summon a wall of water underneath one of the boats to tip it. Oh, no. Hell yeah. <laughs> tip the boat. Tip the tip boat. The boat. that's okay. Oh, no. Josh. Alicia's going to tip if, the boat. <laughs> if Josh, if you don't want, if you don't think it's allowed, then you are Alicia, the DM. you can but... absolutely tip the boat. I do have <laughs> stats for the boats should you try to do that, so that's fine. Yeah, unlike Smart. Alice. Yes, for people listening, um, I was running the finale of a first campaign that I ran these guys. Um, I think it was in, well, it started in um, Dresden Files Fate Core, and mm. I think we then moved over into City of Mists. But um, I was running this finale, and Jazz's character decided to just flip the entire boat that my entire finale ritual was on and he succeeded and knocked all my spells into the water and nullified them and i succeeded well you succeeded yeah. so well i threw everything i could at him to stop him flipping the boat but he did so finale cancelled everything's in the water nothing matters <laughs> yeah but my character decided to make a pact with the ghosts so you know yes it's very true <laughs> you, you did create a problem for yourself even when everything goes well not everything goes well josh's character finds a way to cause a problem <laughs> josh finds a way to cause a but problem flipping the boat has become shorthand for ruining the finale of any kind of yes game. so now anytime yeah. anything op happens it, it's flipping a boat Yep, mm -hmm. that's it. Right. Okay, so you're going to try and cast Wall of Water then, Tala. Yeah, so Tala... <laughs> first of all, Tala would like to rage, please, if possible. You may rage. And yeah, what Tala would like to do is summon a Wall of Water and it's 30 feet long and 10 feet high 
and I basically want it to summon like just under one side of the ship to try and so like half the boat so that as the water rises up it pushes the boat over and it is going to be the red boat. So Tala you look at the red boat and you feel this ancestral rage within you bubble up. You're, you kind of want to defend Skylar and Hendrix yes but also like you don't want to meddle in Jacques LeBlanc's life. You don't want to cause this person no. to commit to something that you guys accidentally made happen. <laughs> and you, as you feel this rage sort of ripple through you, you feel this connection to the water. Now the water below you, it's unusual. It's not salt water, Ooh. as you would expect it. It doesn't feel like it, and that's very difficult to describe. But mm -hmm. the, the, the closest thing I can use to describe it is, you know when you're driving home from somewhere, and you've been in like a different county or, or been driving to Scotland, for example, and you cross a border and then you feel like you're finally home? Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. You don't have that feeling when you're over this water. Yeah. Ooh, okay. And that's how you know. Mm -hmm. Nonetheless, you summon this rage and you guys see as the water below the starboard side of the red boat starts to bubble. <laughs> and then it just pushes up underneath this 10 foot high, 30 foot long, one foot wide wall of water starts to push up the starboard side of this boat. I'm gonna have the boat roll a strength saving throw, I guess. Tala, what's your athletics score? Athletics is a plus seven. They've gotta be a 17. Tala, you see this wall of water start to push up and the boat starts to rock and everyone on there looks horrified and terrified they look at each other and then they look over at you standing there just glowing silver from your tattoos your hair kind of billowing ever so slightly behind you as well it's a very mm -hmm. powerful presence and you've got these animalistic qualities to you that if they're paying attention during the obstacle course they would have seen but now they can't help but notice as their boat starts to tip <laughs> and begin to capsize. <laughs> the port side, the left-hand side, then the railing dipping in the water. I'm gonna have each of them roll an athletics check. Hold on. <laughs> which they don't look very athletic. Uh -huh. As the... <laughs> as the boat begins to rise, you see the one that was loading the cannons, the one with the snake mask, he uh, slips, loses his footing, and just tumbles down into the water. You hear a splash. Yes. And the one at the ballista, too, looks as though they're about to try and winch in the rope that was attached to the harpoon. Mm -hmm. And they lose their footing. They try and grab onto the rope, but lose that. Slips out their hands, and they also fall into the water. They both rolled a five. Ooh. So how many people are in the water now? There are three people in the water total. And Ta Talbot's on his own now. <gasps> Correct. Ooh, fun. Because you look at Talbot and he is literally standing there as though nothing has changed. He's still got his footing firm. What this a man. This guy is a good captain. Hang on, so is he, has he like climbed over so he's standing? He is holding onto the steering wheel of the ship. And if you, if you peer, you can oh. see his biceps and his triceps and his forearms straining under the pressure of keeping himself upright and stopping his ship from steering out of, out of control as well. <laughs> he's perspiring, but he's, he looks as though like the boat has definitely moved, but he has stood where he needs to be. He's holding firm. Nice. He's being I mean, stoic in the face of adversity. Could be good marriage material. Good marriage material, but you know, <laughs> Scott is not Jacques LeBlanc, so he can't make that decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
And Skylar, what would you like to do? Would you like to try and beam Talbot with a <laughs> with a shot from the ballista? <laughs> or do I want to take a little bit more of a punch at gold? Mm. These are your options. I just, I want to give Talbot a little bit more time to shine, you know? I want to let him <laughs> have his moment. Mm. I don't want to take that away from him. He's got the spotlight now. I'm going to take out someone on gold. Okay. Is this about flirting with some guy you've never seen the face of and never spoken to? Or is this about winning? <laughs> the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's My just, mistake. It's the first Continue. one. <laughs> Oh, hello. Welcome aboard. Isn't all this daring do terribly exciting? Uh, this place, it's the middle bit. It's where I, Josh, speak to you, the listener, about all sorts of real-world goodness. And don't worry, there's no ship combat here, and even if there was, you're more than well protected. Relax, and I think you should have a glass of water. Gotta keep hydrated with all these competitions. First, it's absolute bedlam, or it certainly is, over at the Absolute Bedlam podcast, a variety-based podcast from Southwest Dorset, UK, that covers topics ranging from music, what it's actually like to be in a band, technology, video games, and fitness. Started in the second lockdown in October 2020, Ben of Absolute Bedlam shows absolutely no signs of stopping with questions and guests. With weekly uploads, you can find all episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or the podcatcher of your choice. And as of last week's episode, they're also on YouTube. So if any of that interests you, make sure you set course for Absolute Bedlam and tell them Dyson a Slice sent you. Second, The Barrow Witch, an audio drama by Stephen C. Davis, featuring the vocal talents of our friend of the show, Joe Swan. Hi, Joe! It's a time of old gods, of new beliefs and new restrictions on living. Sherwood stretches nearly from coast to coast, from the Humber in the north to Buckingham in the south, from Willanall in the west to Crowland, east of Ermine Street, with tendrils running all the way to Kurnow, Scotland and Wales. Everywhere, Saxons and the Old English are being crushed under the cruel boot heel of the Normans. Thousands of years of history is being stolen, plundered, sold off. Justice and belief are under attack, being rewritten by the Normans. Belief in the Christ of the East is in the ascendancy, while everywhere else belief in the forest gods such as Koranos is failing, being discredited, being outlawed. And when Koranos himself is slaughtered by Norse gods, the people of Sherwood find themselves all alone. Muna, known as the Woman in White, a wolf's head, one of Haranga's hunters, is caught in a storm. But it's no natural storm. Paul, he of the hero light, is hunting her. Paul is no ordinary mercenary or soldier for hire. He is a Celtic warrior, craned by Skathach, a firebrand who burns out all those he hunts. Luck seems out for Muna, but the storm that Paul has generated has unforeseen consequences. Chilling. We love it, and I'm sure you will too. So search for Barrow Witch by Stephen C. Davis and download the audiobook today. Finally, I've been spending a lot of time over at the Rep RPG Twitch channel, taking part in their D&D 5e PvP tournament, that's Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition person versus person tournament, and I'm thrilled to let you know that the team I was on have won the competition. So this spot goes out firstly to Tom and Nikki from Wicked Game RPG for letting me join in on their team, and secondly to Cody, Pixie, and the whole team at twitch.tv forward slash rep RPG, that's R-E-P-R-P-G, 
or RepRPG on Twitter for having me on board. I had so much fun playing with all of you guys, and they're all American, we're the only British ones, and they put up with so much nonsense from us. It was really lovely. So please do find these lovely people online and give them a follow, because they're creating great TTRPG content, and it would be a shame if you missed out on it. And hey, while you're on the socials, why don't you double check that you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dyson Slice, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, where we're always supporting and promoting other people's work, as well as pointing you towards our own projects. Well, that's all from me. All that remains is for me to give a massive thank you to our Ko-Fi donors and to everyone else who's been using our discount code DICENASLICE, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, with Geeky Clean and Witch Hunt Store, both of which are great places to pick up holiday gifts. Not long to go now. And of course, I couldn't forget Alicia, who I think has been doing a tremendous job with the soundscaping for the recent episodes. I mean, yes, okay, it's usually great, but recently I think it's actually been really, really good. And now, back to the action. Is this about flirting with some guy you've never seen the face of and never spoken to? Or mm. is this about winning? <laughs> the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's the My first mistake. one. Continue. <laughs> Skylar, your options of targets are the boat itself, any part of the boat, uh, the one of the kangaroo masks, the, the female gold elf, or Melisande? No, I'm just going to go for the boat. Okay, uh, you're going to be doing a, a bludgeoning one or a harpoon? Bludgeoning. Bludgeoning, all right. Roll me a d20, add your dexterity and intelligence modifiers, please. And a d6, right? And a d6, yes. Uh, so that is a 27. Oh. Uh, which part of the boat are you going to be trying to hit, Skylar? Uh, I want to catch along the side so it starts sinking. Okay. I want it to kind of ricochet down the side of the boat, like skimming it so it's like multiple holes along because I'm imagining it's two like cannonballs attached by a chain yeah yeah that's what I think when I hear bludgeoning damage from a cannon definitely is that sort of so just bam 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 all along the side of the ship you shoot out these cannonballs connected by a chain and they spin out towards the ship now you're expecting them to ricochet down what happens is the force and the precision with which you fire this they go through wood splintering everywhere and then you see the mast shake (laughs) and you reckon that they've probably wrapped around the mast and cracked it a bit Um, they will be at disadvantage for all of their positioning checks hell yeah they they have them um is that the end of your turns yeah i think so next up is talbo who is still on his side well, not on his side, whose boat is still on his side. Yeah. What he does is he runs away from the steering wheel. He very quickly dashes out, and you watch, second he lets go of it, this wheel starts just spinning fervently, really, really quick. He runs down the left side of the boat, the one that's closest to the water, using the railing. He puts his feet against the parts of the railing so that he doesn't fall in the water. He picks up an axe and then he runs back up tries to grab the steering wheel that's spinning wildly and as he does he he, it looks like for a second that he grabs it and then you watch as his wrist moves (gasps) in like an unnatural way and he goes completely pale because he just rolled a natural one to try and stop the steering wheel um and like he then leans over the starboard side of the ship and just like 
starts to be violently unwell. Oh. He doesn't lift up his mask oh. all the way. Was it the hand that his wedding ring would go on? Because, you know. It was It was his left hand. Oh, there oh. we go, man. That's it. Game over. <laughs> oh, no. I want to save him. Tala feels bad. <laughs> and as he does this, the boat then begins to tip around even more, <gasps> approaching the vertical. Oh. And just as you think, like, oh, oh it's, it's finally not going to go... Just the weight of the mast causes the boat to tip over <laughs> and it wedges itself like at a weird angle. So that the it looks like the mast is, is touching something below it. Um, and you guys look into the water. Actually, you realise it's not that deep. Okay. It's sort of no more than no more than 15 feet deep. Oh, okay. Which isn't, you know, that's not easy. That's not easy to, to be around in. But for boats, it's, it's pretty small. Mm. That's the Rouge family <laughs> out of it. Oh, oh so is Tal Talbot's gone now, I guess, because the boat's gone fully the over. The boat's gone fully over, yeah. Oh. You see as as two members of the Red family run down to the side with the, with some string and uh, one of them wraps a string, the rope around them and gets into the water to try and carry Talbot out. Oh, good. I was going to say, I hope they look after the people that fall in the water. Yeah, yeah and, and you do notice that all of the others have been able to like swim to the side. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but the reason that everyone's come to get Talbot is because it, yeah. it looks like he's broken his wrist. Mm. Yeah. Because I'd like to go in and help him, but then I'll be in the water. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's a cunning well, instinct to save. Oh, no. But bless him, he just broke his wrist and lost a shot at marrying the person he wants to get married. I know. Funnily enough, he seems like the sort of guy that's going to bounce back. <laughs> yeah, but it's still <laughs> devastating. Yeah. Well, even death can stop and me. What if, what if he bounces back because he feels under pressure to bounce back? Because he's got this reputation of being this tough guy, but you can still feel things. Yeah. I don't think we've ever assumed so much about someone that we have literally never seen I know face. but you know what it's just you know, people, we rarely meet people with such emotionally high stakes it's just so it's funny true. that we've put so much on this guy uh, it's because I love him <laughs> what about Philippe I do love Philippe too I, I'm, I, this is the problem I can't choose I'm gonna need you to remember Philippe I do remember <laughs> Philippe but this guy had attitude not anymore yeah but you know what's 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 more important attitude or your soulmate well it depends does my soulmate have attitude yeah Philippe has attitude yeah I know but does he have as much attitude we just we need to see we need to see <laughs> as uh, Talbot is taken out of the water his name I keep changing how it's pronounced by the way as he's taken out of the water it is the turn of gold. Oh no. And Melisandre lines up the ship to be pointing directly at you guys. And then the boat lurches forwards. No, oh, no, they're gonna ram us. As it goes to ram you. <gasps> Rude! <laughs> yeah, that'll hit. Can I have you all please roll me a strength saving throw? Oh fuck, we didn't um uh, bless, did we? I will say that Hendrix did bless you as well. So you may roll really? add a d4 to that, yeah. Hendrix, you would have blessed. I have advantage because I'm raging, yes? You do have advantage because you're raging, Alicia. I rolled a two. Uh-oh. I rolled a 24. That's fine. If I can help save Skylar, I'll try. Hendrix, a strength saving throw, please. It's an 11. What happened to my encouragement I gave you guys? It got used up. They used it on their rolls. I didn't use mine. Can I use oh. it now? <laughs> what, to take your 24 up to something else? I'm wondering if I get high enough, can I, can I buff Skylar a bit? If you get a six on that, I will let you try and save Skyler, yes. <laughs> oh, this is scary. Flexible DMing. Yeah, no, I rolled a one. Wow, oh, you kicked Skyler in the face. I try. As the gold boat rams into your stern, on your on your starboard stern, Tyler, you see it coming. You're able to brace yourself, and you've got quite strong legs anyway. But 
Skylar, it catches you off guard completely and you feel yourself just being knocked backwards, heading quickly to the overboard position. Can you roll me a dexterity saving throw, please? Oh, that I have a chance at. Come on. Yes! 19. 19. Skylar, as you are sent soaring through the air, your eyes dart around and you're reminded of when you used to run through the trees in the in the swamplands of Oasis. Yes, and you look out and you yes. see a vine and you grab the vine. No, it's a rope. What are you talking about? You grab it yes. and you hold on. And mimicking your own father, you just sort of wrap your arm through it and swing yourself back onto the Daddy. side yeah. of the boat. Daddy! What a wonderful deck save. Good job. Hendrix, mm. you are knocked prone. Uh, you do not feel yourself flinging backwards. Okay. Because you rolled above a 10. Cool. Now uh, Melisandre has done hers. The kangaroo is going to do theirs as they get up to the ballista. You see them load in a beanbag shot <gasps> and they pivot and they're going to aim for you, Skylar. No! Why? You love me! Or not you, but you might I'm gonna be part of the family! Potentially. There's no rule about like the team leader going down and then the whole team loses, is there? No. No. Yeah, we don't need Jacques to decide his own fate. Fight for me! <laughs> Skylar, that's a twenty-five <gasps> to hit you. Okay, so what do I do? Skylar, you see the beanbag flying towards you as you hang there, dangling by this bit of rope that saves your life. I'll let you do a strength save at disadvantage to try and hang on to this uh, bit of rope. Disadvantage? Disadvantage. Oh, I got I got a 13. Skylar. Don't make that face! The beanbag oh. hits you right in the diaphragm. You feel uh, the wind leave your lungs. Uh -huh. You feel the rope loosen around your arm and you are flung back into the surprisingly warm water. Remember me as um. I was. <laughs> you guys turn and see Skylar land in the in the wet wet water fuck 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 sorry Skylar fuck. however it is now your guys' turn Jesus Christ Hendrix do you want to try and reposition the boat I would like to I would like to steer into a position that makes us less in this ship Hendrix do we want to like try and turn around so that we the cannons are facing them yes alright we've got our ballista on the other side haven't we where yeah that's right down the end where Skylar was right yeah and your cannons can I Rotate. So you, you can rotate it round. Okay, but not, not too much of a collision course with the Talbot ship. Well, yes, quite. I'd like to do some pirate, really dramatic spinning of the wheel, you know? <laughs> like leaning, spinning and leaning, and really mm -hmm. putting some effort into it. Roll me an intelligence check, uh, Hendrix. Add your proficiency bonus because you're a sailor. Thank you. Allegedly. Oh, <laughs> what is that for? I've never seen him sail a boat. Just saying. Oh, you're going to see it right now, aren't you? Mm, that's an 11. <gasps> 11, okay. You won't have an advantage on this turn, but you're able to move your ship to okay. where you want it to be. Would you like to do anything else in your turn, Hendrix? That's your, that is your action. You may do something else if you wish. For bonus action, I'd like to just kind of... I want to out-pirate whoever's on their boat that looks the most piratey. <laughs> what, do like a big yar at them? Yeah. <laughs> Roll me a performance check. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I only got a 10. I did a so-so yar. I'm afraid they both look at you and they sort of laugh. That's <gasps> fair. They are not laughing with you. How oh. rude. Tala, it's your turn. How buff does Kangaroo Mask person look? 
not particularly buff. Smash them. So the cannon, the cannonballs are just cannonballs, right? Like they, they will have to hit the boat. I can't hit a person with a cannonball, can I? You can try and hit a person with a cannonball. You saw Mark LeBlanc pick it up quite easily. Oh, but that feels awful. But he picked it up easy. So <laughs> what Tala's going to do is... Um, she's gonna lock eyes with this kangaroo mask person mm -hmm. and hold their gaze. And because of where our boat is positioned now with like the remnants of the red ship kind of behind where we are, mm -hmm. the kangaroo guy is just gonna see this wall of water descend and go back into the water. And then just some wind starts to whip up around Tala and her hair starts blowing and the sail starts going and Tala is going to shoot a gust of wind at this kangaroo guy in the hopes that it pushes him back 15 feet off the edge. Um, did anyone have on their bingo cards the barbarian casts a load of spells <laughs> this session? I did. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> bingo, you did it. <laughs> 60 feet long and 10 feet wide. That's a big gust. That is a big gust. He needs to roll a strength saving He throw. does need to roll a strength and save, he, please. He does look not very strong. Fingers crossed. What's the DC, Tyler? Oh, do you know what? I don't actually know. Eight plus your proficiency plus your charisma modifier, please. No, your constitution. Your constitution, sorry. Proficiency is three, so that's 11. Plus my con is 16. Got a 15. <gasps> so this kangaroo, <laughs> this person looks at you as the wind billows towards them. You see their various layers of, of gold wrapping just sort of start to get billowed away. Yeah, Tala blows a kiss in their direction. That is the uh, as is her As you way. blow that kiss, almost anime style, this kiss flies in this gust of wind and it's like they get smacked by it and they're just <sighs> blown backwards off the side of the ship. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> she yells, for Jacques LeBlanc. <laughs> this guy flies me. Thank you for remembering me. Yeah, ma'am, this is for you. Tyler, can you roll me a performance check, please? Oh, no, she's going to beef this now, and it's going to be really embarrassing. You just kind of oh. go, for Skyler LeBlanc. <laughs> Skyler LeBlanc. It had to happen at some point. That is a one. <gasps> Plus one oh. for a solid two to try and remember Jacques on it. <laughs> As this wind billows out from you and you yell for for Jacques LeBlanc, uh, it's just the sound of the wind just swallows your words, and you try and raise your hand triumphantly. But actually, the strength of this wind is like really difficult to keep your arm up. So you just like bring it down really quickly. Just like a weird arm swing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they think you threw the wind. Nice. That is the end of Le the LeBlanc family. Time for Lore family as Le Rouge are out of it. Melisandre looks around and sees this line of wind emanating from you, Tala. And she dashes down. She doesn't go down the steps from this steering wheel. She leaps over that area, landing right next to a pile of cannonballs. Picks <laughs> one up. Beautiful. And she is going to try and hit you with a cannonball. Melisandre, I feel this tension right now. I get it. Stop flirting with one of my fiancés. I don't <laughs> want her, but that doesn't mean that you can have you her. You can't own her. She wants me. It doesn't mean you own she her. She might just want to be aligned with a strong family because the gold family. <gasps> How dare yeah. you? How Look, Tala's dare you? been listening you? to Hendrix talk about these books and she knows that you got mm. married into the right family. <laughs> yeah. it's about love is about status. How yes, dare absolutely. You? <laughs> he really did learn a lot from those books. Tala, yes. that is a natural 20 to hit you. 
Yeah, that'll hit. You see as this cannonball flies out of the cannon, heading straight for you. Sexy. Tala, you take 22 bludgeoning damage. Half to 11. Halved, because you are raging. And I need you to make a strength saving throw, please. At advantage because of your uh, rage and also you got your plus four because of Hendrix's bless. Oh, wow. Uh, rolled max on my d4, so that's a 27. <gasps> Can I catch it in a sexy way and wink at her again? <laughs> Tyler, this cannonball flies towards you and it hits you and you feel it. It's, it's, it's heavy. There's a lot of momentum behind it. How did Mark do this? <laughs> there is a moment of you, of you thinking, how the heck did Mark catch this? What? Uh-huh. And then you realize after it hits you, Oh, it's just like really soft. Huh. And like as it hits your abs, it strikes you square in the gut. You're able to mm. just pick it up and then you hold it in one hand and you just have it there. It's, it's quite soft. Huh. It's weird. Made of a weird substance that seems to change pressure depending on how much force is being applied to it. Tala will think telepathically to Hendrix. And she'll go, Hendy, does this stuff all seem kind of arcane to you? Isn't that mm. against the rules? Does it smell like that kind of stuff? Oh! Does it smell like that kind of stuff? Handy, I'm not even going to make you roll. Oh, it do. Yeah. It got that magic stank on it. <gasps> These rich people are one rule for one, one rule for everyone else. The elite. Oh, it's got that magic stank on it. <laughs> I'm in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Skylar, for that really important <laughs> magic. <laughs> I like the idea of having like a Skylar cam and it's just Skylar in the water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. Well then. <laughs> a whale. Um, does muster to Tala, like, trust the rich, right? Because, you know, that's his way. Yeah. Tala just raises an eyebrow like, yep, I know the rich. Yep. Hendrix, it's your turn. Can I move to the blister? Yeah, definitely. Are you good, Tala? Yeah, yeah. Tala's got the cannons. She's got her wind. Okay. I'm going to try and yep. blister her. Okay. Roll me a d20 plus your dexterity plus your intelligence. Are you doing that with the bludgeoning one? I hope. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to kill. <laughs> I'll do it with the harpoon. <laughs> I destroy her. <laughs> oh, good. My first good roll of the day. Yes, Yay! now is when we need it. So that was dex plus int, did you say? Yes, please. Does Hendrix get their proficiency because he is specifically proficient with guns? Oh, you do get the proficiency added to that as well, Hendrix. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Thank you. So. D&D Bwain. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a 26, my friend. Oh, this is what I should have been doing the whole time. I'll tell you this. She is looking to beat a 26. And the highest that she can roll is a 22. So this beanbag flies towards her. She opens her mouth as though she's going to say something. And it just gets her square in the stomach. And you just like, she opens her mouth like she's going to say something, something victorious or piratey or even a bit arch. But you just hear... Uh-huh. <laughs> Splash! Oh, yes. so she gets to laughing at my yarn. Yeah. For everyone who obviously isn't here and is listening to this, as Josh made the oof noise, he pushed back in his wheelie chair, <laughs> and it was yeah. really satisfying to watch. <laughs> Do it again! Do it again! Oh. Oh. <laughs> He's gone out of the shot. Uh. But yeah, this is, Hendrix has never been a ship captain, he but hasn't. what he does do is work the cannons, apparently. He certainly bitches about them like he's been one. (laughs) All of your fellow competitors have been knocked into the water, as has Skylar. The trumpets begin to play a tune, a very jolly tune that sort of signifies the end of the event and the crowd goes wild. The the crowd are ecstatic and it's weird. Uh, Somebody or all of you roll me an insight check, please. Oh. 
I rolled bad. That's a 12. I only got a 7. I'm too busy. Blah, 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 Eight. Blah, blah, blah. I'm only marginally better than the guy who's underwater right now. Oh, wow, we all rolled bad. Well, I guess none of you get it. Um, the band plays up a happy little march song on the trumpets. It's very jolly and everyone... The, the whole room has a feeling of, oh, well, this is over and now we can sort of get back to get back to our day, get back to our lives. Tyler, you get the slight impression like people are really excited for this victory. Uh, Skylar, you're too concerned with getting yourself out of the water, the warm water. It's weird that it's warm. You don't expect oh. it to be warm, but it's warm. Um, Hendrix, you reckon you could be a pretty good captain given the opportunity. <laughs> and then Marc LeBlanc descends down again on his long piece of silk. Friends, family, future enemies. As you can see, our competition has come to a most wonderful end. And he gestures towards Skylar, Jack, who is currently swimming his way to the edge of the water. It seems as though my son will not be getting itched today, but perhaps someday soon in the future, ah? Huh? And he's basically spinning around and he's got this, like, confetti glitter like sparkling out of his hand as he goes around and everyone's just having an absolutely wonderful time. Aww. Hang on, is he magically casting this glitter? Roll me an insight check. <gasps> Have we got a magic user amongst us? I'm rolling what? insight what? two on my own father. I rolled worse than before. That's a 10. I got a 21. There we go, someone had to do it. <laughs> he might be the the mage behind this whole glamour. Like mm -hmm. we might be in, it might be Mark's world and we're just living in it. He organized the party, didn't he? Tyler, you've seen show people before. Like, they've always got glitter hidden somewhere. Sure, that tracks, yep. <laughs> Skylar, there's a lot of magic that's gone on in this competition for a place that doesn't allow magic. Mm -hmm. The first bit of magic that you noticed in this area was a huge illusory spell on all the food and drink. And everything else has seemed fantastical. Mm. Now, whether it's just by, like, a very clever engineer using engineering that you've never seen or heard of before. And, I mean, I wouldn't have given who I am, so... That's true. But there is something about this magical glitter, and you've got good eyes. You look for the smallest of details. Mm. There does not appear to be a pouch or a hidden tube that this glitter and confetti is coming out of. No. This just seems to be coming out of his hand. Daddy's a wizard. It looks phenomenal. Like, it looks really, really good. Hendrix, the silver metal plates rise up out of the water again to meet the side of your rather pristine, apart from the harpoon, ship. And you guys are given a clear way to get back to the side of the pool. I shall steer us grandly to the side. You do so with a plum. Um, can I keep my cannonball? Yeah, you can. You can keep it. You're gonna put it in your inventory? No, no, I don't mean forever. Oh, I see. She feels like people at this party might wanna. You know what I mean? It's like a talking point. Oh yeah. She's cool, just gonna cool, keep cool. it on her for a while. That's fair. So you get to the side of the pool. You're you're given a gangway. So you may get off the boat. Skylar, you are helped up out of the water by two members of the Le Bleu family. Ah, oh, that's nice. And you are helped up. And you are all taken to a huge podium with enough room on each of the steps for the respecting teams to stand. In third, 
are La Rouge. Talbo uh, has his wrist bandaged up, and there are some splints going on there as well. Hang on. Mark LeBlanc can shoot glitter from his wrist, but he will not heal someone who got injured in nah, his games. Have you never met a wizard before? That's such poor <laughs> form, Mark. And then in second place are gold, which seems contrary to the fact that they're gold. <laughs> but Melisande looks pleased with herself. Mm. Does look a bit damp. And she looks at you, Tala, as you walk up. And, like, there's a look in her eye that says that she is well impressed with you. Yay. Tala collects fans wherever we go, I swear. Yeah, she does. Why do we never get adoring looks, Skylar? I mean, I do have a lot of fiancés Yeah, you right are now. currently quite adored. Yeah. I am adored. It's, it's a, it, Hendrix, I think what we're discovering is that this is a you problem. It's to do with the energy that you put out, Hendrix. That's <laughs> fair. Axel loves you. Well, one day I'll meet someone who's also damp and grumpy and maybe they'll, like, one day you'll meet yourself. Do we go past the gold family as we make our way like up the podium? Yes, you do go past the team as you walk up to your winner's space on the podium. <laughs> as we go past the gold team, Tala's just going to like pause for a moment in front of Melisandre and kind of hold out the cannonball and be like, um, I think you dropped this. <laughs> She's saying it very coy and very like playfully. Ah, <laughs> uh, playful cannonball. <laughs> she rolls her eyes almost sarcastically. Sure, sure. And then puts one hand... I pr presume you're holding out the cannonball with one hand underneath it. Yeah, underneath, yeah. She extends her hand and puts it on top of the cannonball, <gasps> takes it in her fingers and just picks it up and takes it off you and rests it on her hip and winks at you. But she doesn't say anything to you. Tala does a small kind of nod of her head and then carries on up to the winner's spot. <laughs> nice, You nice, feel as nice. though you will be talked about. <laughs> you guys get to the top of the winner's podium. You can see the crowd in the bandstands, in the seats. Uh, they are all cheering and whooping the various families, all obviously in their respective colours. And you see now it's sort of arranged blue, white, green, purple, red, yellow, pink, gold, silver, brown, black, you know, that. Mm -hmm. all sort of in their sections. Yeah, every, every colour but orange. Every, every colour but orange. orange, absolutely. I love Skylar on this like massive podium and then eight inch heels and also being like six foot one. Skylar is just this tower. Six foot nine right of Twinkie Elf. You are a long mm -hmm. That's a long drink of water, <laughs> absolutely. Sparkling water, thanks to daddy. As you stand there, the sparkling water in question descends from above. And actually this time the entire band platform comes down uh, with your father, landing over where the water was, that having sealed up like the iris of the camera before with these plates mm -hmm. of marble that seem to intersect. And he, d he just looks at you. Are we doing anything about the fact that your father is secretly magic? Or are we waiting for a more private time to... I think a more private time. I don't, I don't think there's much we can what do, if is there? He, what if he is the reason we're stuck in this weird make-believe fantasy land? Um, you know, we have to remember that we are also in the bar getting arrested right now. There's a lot at stake. There's a lot going on. Oh, you got arrested a long oh, time true. ago. But, you know, like, we're in prison right now. It's very confusing. Yeah. What is he? Is he your father? Is he some sort of Machiavellian fey wizard thing that like runs all of style with the aid of his Ooh. robots? We don't know, do we? Ta Tala might think to Hendrix, because now that he's thinking about, oh fuck, what do we do about daddy? She just thinks, hey Hendrix, you know you said this all kind of smelt with like that magic stank. Aye. You don't think that uh, daddy LeBlanc is getting his power from a certain someone, do you? 
Doesn't smell like that, right? It doesn't smell like that, does it, Josh? No. Okay, oh, thank God. I didn't want him to have come to town and suddenly Mark LeBlanc has made a deal with him. Nothing that's gone on here seems to have any of the hallmarks mm. of Axelus magic okay, that you guys so have encountered in the past. And it's like, no, there's too much glitter and, and, and mirth. <laughs> it's it's too jolly. <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. I just wanted to, yeah. to check. But um, it does concern me that... You know, we can't can't leave the room. The food and drinks make believe. That's not just mm. using your magic to entertain and make your party more poppin'. That's sinister at that point. That's also really powerful to do I, a whole room. Which makes me think, is he some sort of wizard who's controlling all of style with the age of his automaton slaves? He's wielding a lot of power right now. And mm -hmm. what if... Because the robots knew that Skylar wasn't... Jack LeBlanc because they said he'd upset the natural order of things by being here. Mm -hmm. But what if Mark therefore also knows and just doesn't care? Or what if Jack LeBlanc only existed in retrospect because Skylar shows up at all? And yeah. Mark and therefore Mark LeBlanc knew that and made it so and, and you know, how deep does this go? How powerful is he? Guys, can I just check? Does this mean that I'm the son he never had? Look, that's not the important issue right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if he was like this big, powerful, all-seeing thing, surely he'd make his family most fashionable, right? So maybe he's not. He certainly likes drama. Yeah. Maybe he's just part of a syndicate of wizards who are the sort of ruling class of this of this civilization, and they secretly have magic to control the masses. Maybe Which the is head why of, no one can use it. Maybe the head of every family is magic. What I love is just looking at at the all-seeing face of God whilst we're throwing out these ideas and the way that he just leant on the desk like, huh. <laughs> that either means we're right or we're right now. <laughs> Everyone's cheering and we're stood there with like smiling faces but our brains are just forming this conspiracy <laughs> silence. Isn't that what everyone's us? brains do normally? Uh -huh. That's, That's what mine yes. does. But seriously, seriously, it might be that the ruling fam, the head of every family has magic, or at least there is some sort of secret ruling class, mm. and then Mark's part of it. I don't know what to do about that right now, apart from receive our medals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mark LeBlanc descends with the band. You see in his arms is a huge bouquet of flowers. There are blue flowers, white flowers, green flowers, purple flowers, red flowers, yellow flowers, pink flowers, silver flowers, gold flowers, brown flowers, black flowers, all arranged in a beautiful bouquet. And he approaches you all stood on the podium. He does not have his loud hailer with him. Um, he is still in this wonderful... Elvis-esque playsuit, which he was wearing before. He walks forwards and looks at you, Skylar, with such a look of pride on his face, beaming almost from ear to ear. Uh, and it's difficult to tell whether he's proud that you and your team have done so well, or if he's proud that his son has chosen chaos yet again. Hell yeah. He approaches you and says, uh, Well, my son, Jacques, I would have known that you and your friends would have beaten all the other colours. And he sort of waves his hand over this huge bouquet, sort of waving his fingers ever so slightly. Because as we all know, all colours, when merged together in the spectrum of light, they form the purest white. And then it's just like a huge bouquet of white roses. 
Aww. He hands you this beautiful bouquet of white roses, Skylar. Oh, Father, thank you. He just smiles at you and, and bows his head. I'm rolling insight. Oh, yeah. I was also going to yeah, roll you can, it. You, you can both roll an insight check, absolutely. I've gotten myself so paranoid with our chat that now that he's close yeah, to I'm just us. Like, I was like, does he think you're his father? He's your father or not? I'll oh, roll two. Please do, because I just rolled a nine. I got a 17. I got a, I got a 15. Oh. Hendrix? Seems like a nice guy who seems proud of his son. Great. Uh, Tala and Skylar. Mark LeBlanc is incredibly proud of the hard work that his son has put in. It seems as though he's been worried about his son for a while and he's relieved that his son seems to have his shit together. He turns to the families in the stalls and just doesn't have the loud hailer, so he just presents with his arms. And they, again, they, they are adoring. They love this. They love the drama. They love, they just love it all. This theatricality to it. It's really spiced up their day. And then he gestures towards the Le, the Le Bleu family. And you guys see stepping out from where they are. And they were the group of people nearest to you. Stepping out from there comes uh, the, the heads of the Blue family. Uh, who you've previously met with a gold mask and a vulture mask, respectively. You see Ambroise and Alace coming towards you, arm in arm. Uh, They both seem very pleased, and they're both sort of politely clapping their hands at you. And they approach, and then all the colour drains from the world. (gasps) What? What? And time around you stops. No! And a little door opens in the side of the wall. Oh, I'm never going to trust again. And you guys listen out, and you can just hear... Just the sound of a single clock. So everyone's still there, but they're frozen. Everyone is still there. They are just currently frozen. And the door opens. Is it? Is it And him? out steps someone who looks like Norma. Oh, yes! Accompanied by two oh. other people that look a bit like Norma. And behind them, striding, not triumphantly, but striding, Mm. is Lorange. Yes! With all his Norma minions! Finally! <laughs> and he turns to the three of you and says, Thank you so much for your patience. I appreciate this has not been easy for you, but you have done a great thing today. Things could have gone very differently indeed. Without your help, without your actions, uh, this could have gone quite badly indeed. <gasps> you have spared the life of Jacques Leblanc. <gasps> I knew it! Now come with me. And he steps through the door. We've spared the life of Jacques Leblanc? This is some prisoner basketball shit. And that is where we're going to leave the session. Oh <gasps> my god. What has Lorange been doing while our trio have been competing? When will our heroes complete their job and get that sweet cash reward? And will Skylar ever get over Philippe? Well, the heart wants what the heart wants. But you'll have to find out next time on Dice and a Slice. This music is fun. I'm back. I'm on board with you Isn't guys it now. Brilliant. Mm. It's like I feel like a pirate, but I also feel like I want to drink a Jaeger bomb yeah. and make some mistakes. <laughs> I mean, that is a pirate feeling. <laughs> yeah. <I> just described. <laughs> that is a pirate feeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that does check out. <laughs>